0: Hey all, CD Danny Mac here, just with a quick disclaimer about this episode. This is part two of episode 65, a collaboration project with Mr. Warren Hayes over in Canada. Now the recording was done on his end, so my audio quality is a little bit more questionable than it is, let's say, in this little PSA I'm giving everybody, but it was still an excellent show. All of the conversation quality is there. All of my predictions are up and in-depth, so I hope you enjoy this episode. It was a fun collaboration, and I hope to do it again sometime soon. Thank you for listening. What's up, Team NXT? A very special part two of the Undisputed Future Podcast episode 65. That's right. We're breaking this down into two parts like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. For NXT, TakeOver Brooklyn 4, a special two-parter. I am CD Danny Mac, of course. And bringing me is the always witty, always fun to interact with. I'm talking about the whole canucking show, Mr. Warren Hayes. Warren, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a long awaited interaction and collaboration I cannot wait this is my first co- this is my first Canadian collaboration if I could put it any better way than that
1: the canam connection man Tom Zenk and i'm I'm the Rick Martel tier Tom Zenk see Danny Mac. no it's a thrill it's it's fun to finally get a chance to work with you we've been trying to get this together for a while beautiful opportunity here with
0: NXT Brooklyn coming up Why not do it
1: why not <laughs>
0: Absolutely, the biggest events on my wrestling calendar, and it really doesn't get much bigger. I've been going to the Barclays Center for the four past years for SummerSlam and NXT Takeover. I've been there since the Takeovers have gone on the Road's Inauguration, and I always like to do something special for my Takeover prediction shows. So thank you so much for joining me. Why, why hold anything up? Let's keep the roads to NXT Takeover Brooklyn going. And Kicking Things Off is an egotistical exhibition between EC3 and the Velveteen Dream. Go right ahead, my friend. Take it away. No championship on the line, but this could still mean huge things for the standing of either of these two men in the NXT universe.
1: I absolutely agree. Um, and the way I see it, like, the, the way I see I, I see this happening, I, I think... I, to be honest i'm a little surprised and i don't know what you think i'm a little surprised at how much chemistry they've shown um uh, with each other already you kind of get the feeling that Velveteen dream is, i think he can work with anyone i think he has just that natural uh confidence and ease and uh to to just easily get into a working relationship with them and i also think he's a guy who works really well to, get, uh, to, to help get guys over as well.
0: He's a guy who he knows how to work his character to oppose anybody. You saw it with Ricochet, how they were both competing for the spotlight. You see it with Cassius Ono, even a little bit, I guess, uh, alluded to in their Takeover Philadelphia match about how Dream is the future of NXT. Cassius Ono is that old school, the past. He's had his run to no success. This is Velveteen Dream's time. And I still believe that it's Velveteen Dream's time. He's going to clash well with EC3. It's a huge ego versus a huge ego. One of my favorite rivalries because both of these guys can play the heel character, Warren. Let's not kid ourselves here. Either one of these guys could be the bad guy in this situation. You got the smug EC3 who's got all the money in the world. And you got Velveteen Dream who's got all that confidence in the world. But being so young and so brash is definitely costing him with interactions with other stars. Either one of these guys work their roles so incredibly well
1: and in this situation like who is the heel here and but most
0: importantly do we do we
1: care because i don't care and one of the things that i think that's most interesting about velveteen's character in in this discussion of is he a heel is he a face velveteen's the base of his character is um uh, what's the word? A- a- androgyny, right? He, you're not quite sure where where he's positioning himself sexually, right? So that, so why and wouldn't and that ambiguousness... Ambiguous- Sorry, go ahead.
0: Ambiguous. ambiguous, ambiguous is the perfect way for it. Am- so, ambiguous buoyancy. It's it's very it's all over the spectrum. If I can use that as politically correct as I possibly can.
1: <laughs> so well, there you go. So why wouldn't it bleed into? uh heel face alignments then why would it have to be necessarily just uh, uh a heel or a face in his case where he's straddling <laughs> there your, androgy- your androgyny joke for the day where he's straddling um the um where where he's straddling you know either side it doesn't it doesn't really matter if he's a uh, if he's heel or face and the reaction that EC3 is getting from the NXT universe, they've adopted him from the minute that he came in. They'd, everyone's been in love with him. They were, they're were they happy that he's there.
0: I mean, it's just... You would have to be blind to, NXT, to EC3's past success beyond NXT. You saw the impact that he literally made in Impact. The guy's character work and his mic work and just how clever and naturally funny and charismatic he is. It's really hard not to keep your eye on EC3. Both of these guys can play either side to this and it's it's just a great matchup no matter how you look at it. It's two great characters who can do whatever the hell they please and they've caught our attention for certain.
1: How how long is EC3 going to stay in NXT? Cuz this guy, he's he's main he's built for main event. You know what I mean?
0: He's built for main events, and he's built for main roster, but I hate to bring up this comparison, especially how much it hurts me. We said the same thing about the glorious champion in Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, the glorious one, made for main roster, big-time heel. EC3 has that kind of charisma. He has that drive, and he has that delivery behind I'm rich and better than you. But I don't want to see it get ruined. I don't want to see it get taken in any different direction. I, I just... There's a couple things that you got to wonder when it comes to who's getting called up and how long they need NXT.
1: And I I get your point, but I also think that uh, I think he has more natural aptitudes than Bobby Roode does. I think he's a better he's better on the mic than Bobby Roode. Uh, He's much better built as well. Like he has the McMahon physique, right? Uh, I think he's more naturally naturally charismatic than Bobby Roode as well. Um, I don't want. Like, it, honestly, I think the only reason Bobby Roode is is struggling so much is because they 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 just didn't they didn't leave him be a, a heel because that's where he excels at. That's what his natural inclination is. Whereas EC3, I think that whatever whatever um, whatever chicken stock you decide to give him, he'll make delicious soup out of it regardless
0: it, it leads directly back to that point it could be the it, it's a huge problem that you can make ec3 a face and he'll work with it you make bobby rude a face and all he can say is the words in his theme song but that's a whole another episode's worth of content we can have on why bobby Roode is not working as a former nxt champion we could talk about all the number one contenders for that nxt championship aren't finding the success that i thought they would but let's talk NXT Takeover 4 prediction, egos will be clashing, but I think in my hometown scenario, the home ground hero in Velveteen Dream will walk away with the takeover win. At we saw team. him lose We saw him lose to Ricochet. I feel like he's due for the spotlight to shine back on the dream. And I think no matter who walks away with that North American championship, the winner from this match is gonna find placing in that. And I kind of I don't want to give away one of my other predictions early, but I could see the Adam Cole rivalry clashing with Velveteen Dream, or we could see history repeat with Velveteen Dream and Ricochet tearing down the house this time for a championship.
1: I see I think EC three needs the win more than Velveteen does because Velveteen Dream is bulletproof. He could win he could lose sixty matches in a row and people would still gobble him up. He's not about still the still wins. Same.
0: What's if that? you will. Still say his name,
1: if you will. <laughs> exactly. Very very well put. Um, the, you know, because uh, everything he does, everything he brings to the ring is the showmanship, it's the charisma, it's the little things that he does in the ring. You know, we don't think of Velveteen as a high flyer or a, a, a ground a guy who works a good ground game or a brawler. He's Velveteen Dream. It's all the little things that he brings to his match, that make him who he is. So in that respect, and the way that he works his character, and like you said, where he knows exactly where to, where which itch to scratch, regardless of who his opponent is. I think that Velveteen, I, 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 I don't think Velveteen needs a win. I think he'll be fine. He's the, he's, Probably, uh, he's top two most over guys in NXT. I think maybe only Adam Cole has him beat out. Um, Possibly. And uh, I think EC3 picks up the win here. I think EC3 needs the uh, needs a solid, solid win in what should be a fun match. Regardless.
0: We had, we had an excellent round of prediction there, but I do want to cover that point that you said. We didn't cover enough of the psychological game that both of these guys had on each other. Think about the pool interaction. EC3 got one over on Velveteen Dream in Velveteen Dream's own set-up meeting. EC3 and Velveteen Dream having another meeting inside the ring. Velveteen Dream with sort of a denim sneak attack on (laughs) EC3, if you will. Still coming on the other side of these things. So it's all been as much psychological warfare as it has been physicality, and it's going to deliver a fun match indeed. Could not agree with that point anymore.
1: And you're right. Their last, the last promo that they had on NXT TV this week was fantastic. I liked it a lot more than the poolside stuff, which I thought was a little dry. Maybe it's because I was expecting something more because it's Velveteen Dream. I thought it was a little dry. And I was. And the minute I saw the pool, I was like, okay, someone's falling in the pool. You know, it's like some, someone's going to get tossed but in.
0: That's... That's how pools and cakes work in the WWE. <laughs> Somebody gets thrown in or a face full of cake. That's right. <laughs> these are unwritten rules. Let's move on. Adam
1: Cole defending his Bay Northam- Bay. Bay defending his North American Championship against Ricochet. Ooh. Dude, this is going to be uh, this. This has the potential to be very very special, and it's going to be. Based a lot on
0: storytelling, I believe. What do you think, C. Danny Mac? Special is the word for it. Adam Cole vowed to us that he is a special superstar. There's good, there's great, there's what's perceived as the best, and then there's special once-in-the-generation types, and Adam Cole perceives himself as that. Ricochet perceives the leader of the Undisputed Era as a coward as a man who cannot fight his own battles, as a man who has the numbers game in his advantage at all times, but also that championship around his shoulder. Claiming to hide behind that title, it's a bold claim by Ricochet, but the past experience speaks for Adam Cole in and of itself. A successful title defense against one of NXT's toughest competitors in Oni Lorcan, as well as one of the UK's toughest in the last King of Scotland's Wolfgang. So this whole, you have that title and don't defend it, Angle that Ricochet is attacking him on, I don't agree with. But I do agree with his points about the numbers game. I think that Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong will have their eyes set closely on this matchup. And I think they definitely play a factor. Not certain that it will play towards Adam Cole's victory at the moment. But uh, what what is your take on this rivalry? Well, Ricochet, uh, two major claims... Here that seems to be the antithesis of what these characters represent.
1: No, but I agree with you that uh, you know Ricochet's uh, Ricochet's uh, thoughts that he doesn't defend the belt. I, I as well, you know, it rang a little hollow for me. Uh, Adam Cole has had his, his share of defenses. Um, the The thing that I'm that that I'm questioning here, and I'm not quite sure where to position myself, is it's the idea of the numbers game. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I think you've got a, a, a bit of a better memory than I have for c- certain elements. When Adam Cole fought uh, Alistair Black a few moons ago, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, he was led out to the ring by uh, Fish and uh, O'Reilly, but he sent them back, right? Did they interfere in the match later on?
0: Extreme rules in Philadelphia. Everybody was clawing at each other. That was still when uh, I think that's when the real big stuff with Mustache Mountain was picking up.
1: No, no, that's not what. No, it's before that. It was the It, it, it was it was oh maybe Mustache Mountain was there. Yeah. See, that's it. My memory's failing a somebody,
0: bit. Somebody was, ch- somebody was chasing Kor. Ends strong out of the area for that Extreme Rules match. You're right. I, I recall I recall this perfectly. They defended their titles against the Authors of Pain that evening, but I don't believe it was AOP. You're right. I was in the crowd. I was in the Philly crowd too, Warren. I feel like I should absolutely <laughs> know this, but uh, sometimes the adrenaline rush kicks in and you can't believe the result of a match, and everything just kind of whites out.
1: Because, okay, because you're absolutely right, because this is where I'm wondering, where I'm like, is Adam Cole going to, uh, is, is he going to play the game where he's like, yeah, screw this, you know, I'm just, I'm going to get my boys to help me out here, regardless. Or is he going to do one of these, guys, stay back, I've got this, a la Oni Lorcan, you know?
0: But, remember the interference at oh. the end of the Oni Lorcan match as well. K.O.R. feigning his... You know, miracle, Mister Miyagi, work on uh, Kyle on Adam Cole's knee, and the last shot was able to get delivered. So well, look, uh, you're convincing me. You're oh, look.
1: Adam Cole uh, is going to retain, but he's not going to retain by himself. There you go. Did
0: Walken, Walken and Birch might have interfered in the Let's let's skip over. Let's skip over the Philly match. Where does Adam? <laughs> let's move forward towards Brooklyn, away from Pennsylvania. Adam Cole in the numbers game. I think it might play a game. I think it might play a factor, but it might not reflect. A, Play a factor as you're going into Adam Cole might might try and send send the other guys away. It might be just Johnny Lawrence versus Danielson out there. If you listen to my show before, <laughs> you know about my Cobra Kai comparison to the Undisputed Era. They have the jock sort of old school oh, yeah. personality just thrown around, and the black and yellow color scheme speaks for itself.
1: The um and the other reason that makes me pivot towards Adam Cole retaining. Is I'm not quite sure. Like Ricochet's been injured recently, right? So I'm I'm not like I'm not quite sure. I don't know how confident I should say um, NXT management is to put a, a, a title on him. I think this is a match that we all want to see, but are we putting a title on Ricochet if he's if he's already a little injured? Does he need a little more time off? Like we don't know exactly what the deal is. So that's one of the things that's keeping me a little iffy, I guess. So so anyway, I think Adam Cole is going to retain on this one here.
0: I think Adam Cole is going to retain also. But to your points about Ricochet and the, the injury prone, I think it was only one shoulder incident thus far, if you could recall something extra. Mm-hmm. But that was before Velveteen Dream's match. And he still went out there. And I mean, that match speaks for itself. I meant, I mentioned the beauty of it earlier in our discussion i don't think not pulling the trigger on ricochet if it doesn't happen i'm going to be with you here and predict adam cole for the aforementioned reasons of the numbers game but i don't see ricochet as a completely one-sided decision that adam cole is keeping that title i think there's enough faith in ricochet i think that they could push this superhero healing magic with the with his abilities to rebound and want to push himself to be that workhorse champion, because that's what I foresee this North American title becoming. I foresee it as that workhorse title that all these guys want the opportunity to come through and shine on. And who's going to be the first one to take away the inaugural reign from Adam Cole? It could be Ricochet, but I don't think it happens in Brooklyn 4. Adam Cole and the the resulting members of the Undisputed Era debuted at TakeOver Brooklyn 3, and I foresee that success maintaining itself, I see Adam Cole walking away with that title, but by hook or by crook, I think it's because of nefarious means and the numbers game with his brothers in arms of the Undisputed Era. And I agree. <laughs> We're moving forward with this, though. Uh, any more final thoughts on Ricochet and Adam Cole? Everything has been said. <laughs> All right. Otherwise, we are moving on to continue the discussion. We're not moving too far away from Undisputed Era. This is is Mustache Mountain going for their five-star worth redemption against Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. Warren, I don't have to sit here and remind you of that absolute classic that focused on Trent Seven's knee going back just a few weeks. The five-star in full sale, as I like to refer to it as, absolute spectacle of a match. That in and of itself was a takeover-worthy championship match.
1: How can you look at that? How can you dislike tag team wrestling? After seeing that match, it is impossible. That was fantastic. people do it, and and even before that, see Danny Mac. <laughs> even before that, in the UK, at that UK during the UK tournament, the second day, which was more of a of an NXT NXT UK showcase, the match they had there was amazing. The one that 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 that, that, uh, that where Mush Mountain actually won the titles. It was fantastic.
0: A six man two British Strong Style taking on three members of Undisputed Era.
1: I'm going to tell you one thing. You know, everyone is going to cl- clamor and claim, um, you know, and with reason. Tommaso Ciampa, feud of the year, and you'd be hard pressed to find something more compelling. But holy crap, Undisputed Era and the British uh, Strong Boys right underneath because they've delivered consistently great <laughs> matches. Whether it was been it's been strong and done. Or, like you said, the six-man affair. Everything has been fantastic with these guys. Everything. But maybe we're getting a bit off track.
0: Maybe no, you, put any, you put any combination of either of those six guys and they're going to tear the house down. But the main focus, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong piecing together as a much better tandem of the Undisputed Era than I expected. We all we, we know the history and the success of Red Dragon as ROH Tag Team Champions. I know. We know how good the between K.O.R. and Bobby Fisher, but Strong and O'Reilly able to deliver the same caliber of tandem offense despite not having that sort of tag team claim to fame. What the hell, right? Right.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's no other reason. You, you that,
0: that's like, how you bring these guys. I, should, I probably should have said seven guys. You take any combination of these seven guys and it'll be magic because I'm kind of clamoring for Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole, North American versus United Kingdom champion Ooh. at some point. Ooh. But before we drift too far into singles action again, tag team prediction, I'm predicting the Undisputed Era once again success because of their homegrown in Brooklyn, because of their debut in Brooklyn. I see them having success here, but But with the launch of the NXT UK brand, I don't know if these guys go in as leaders of the division with titles, but goddamn, they're going to go in as leaders of this entire NXT UK division. It's going to be something special. Trent Seven, Tyler Bate, and Pete Dunne all have something unique to deliver in amongst themselves. I just don't see them walking in and developing that brand with the NXT Tag Team title gold, but I know that this match is is going to be the perfect showcase to once again exhibition how good their delivery is in the ring and why NXT UK is going to be just as must watch television. And (laughs) breathe,
1: breathe, Danny, breathe. Don't forget. Holy
0: crap. CD is one word like the compact disc because (laughs) 2018 and I still listen to CDs. There's a whole lineage of my nickname that went back a couple episodes. If you want to go back to episode 50 and check that out. But hey. Warren, what are you thinking here? What am I, thi- I,
1: I I'm thinking? I'm i thinking first and foremost, I'm thirsty.
0: Mm. This episode is independently produced, so this, brought to us by absolutely nobody.
1: No, this it's yeah, exactly. But this – I don't know. Do you guys – I was asking this on my um, on my SummerSlam prediction show. Do you, Lime Pepsi. Is this something that exists in the United States? Because it is fantastic. I came
0: across it in the past. I believe it's discontinued in the U.S. Really? But I love Pepsi. Twist. Vanilla Coke is a personal favorite of mine. But vanilla vanilla Pepsi is definitely better.
1: This is really really good. It's a seasonal thing. Like at the end of the summer, it'll be gone. Um, So I'm sort of hoping that if I talk about it more and more on stream, maybe someone from Pepsi will, will hear and they'll send me a couple of cases to you know,
0: for the winter time to be able to hold me over. Anyway, um, <laughs> it was placed right in the college that I went to right across the street. So up in purchase, New York, PepsiCo, listen to my boy, Warren Hayes. Yeah. Pepsi with the line. Give me all the, give me purchase all the line, Pepsi. Give him all the line, Pepsi. All the and give me right here. NXT championship matchup.
1: All right. So, um, to come back to our tag team match, I see. I I think that undisputed era winning here is a shoe in. I don't see the British boys winning. I this is the match. By the way, this is the match I am most looking forward to the entire evening. I, and it I it has
0: that dark appeal, like Only Lorkin and Danny Birch versus Undisputed Era. did. But
1: then again, the Oni Lorkin Danny Birch match. No one like Lorkin and Birch didn't have. The mystique that Mustache Mountain have have now been able to build for themselves in the eyes of the NXT universe or the fans, whatever you want True. to call them, uh, that took everyone by surprise. I think that match, what everyone's jaws just dropped and was like, "Holy shit! What am I looking at? Aren't these guys supposed to be mid tier jobbers? You know?" I and mean, they're putting on that match.
0: Th- this match on a regular episode of NXT television, like I mentioned, tag. Tag Team Championship Takeover quality, yeah, unbelievable spectacle in full show. So,
1: see, I'm what I see here in this match, and the outcome of this match. Maybe it's a little more, it's a little more the business side. I don't see the the I don't see Mustache Mountain retaining uh, or uh, gaining regaining the titles just because I think they're meant to be figureheads over on the UK side. They're going to have their own. Uh, title uh, belts uh, tag team title belts over there they'll be able to to grab those and defend those i don't think they have to carry over the the north american ones what i see here is some brilliant absolutely brilliant positioning um from from all of nxt here to help create the mystique behind these guys including pete dunn which has been happening for months now but now a specific focus on Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, so that when the UK brand launches, the more it's funny to say the more casual NXT fans they don't, you know, they, they don't, don't really you, they, they don't really exist. But maybe those who aren't as familiar with the UK brand, at least they'll be able to say, "Hey, I know those guys. These guys fucking rock." Same thing with yeah, uh, I, with I gotta, Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne is a real.
0: What's that? I got a couple of people that might actually classify themselves as casual NXT fans like a lot of people will watch just the takeover events, and that's a perfectly fine schedule no, to run on
1: That's absolutely fine, but the point is here is that I think that they're 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 building they're building the u k stars on North American soil so that the north so that when the u k brand begins, the North American audience their eyeballs will also shift over there and I think this is it's it, it makes perfect sense. But like I said, I don't think that uh, I don't think that Mustache Mountain is going to win. But I think we are in for a goddamn treat.
0: Going to be an excellent match. Unfortunately, agreeing with you. Nothing against Tyler Bate or Trent Seven, but I don't see them joining the list of NXT Tag Team Championships for the second time. I don't think so either. It's a short list so far with the revival and. Undisputed Era. era. But I I don't see British Strong Style making that list. I don't see Mustache Mountain joining them. But I do predict one hell of a matchup.
1: It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Shayna Baszler defending her NXT Women's Championship against The Pirate Princess, Kairi Sane. This is, of course, a rematch from last year's May Young Classic. Since then, we have seen Kyrie Sane as one of the stalwarts of the women's division. She has been, if nothing, she's been consistent. She's been a charm to watch every time in the ring. Shayna Baszler has improved dramatically since the NYC. She had four. She had great foundations during the tournament last year. Now this year, this this entire year, her championship reign, she has elevated herself into a level that I don't think anyone was expecting her to get so good so quickly. Um, We can talk about Clash of Styles, but we've seen them go at it before. C. Danny Mac Man, Mac Dan, C. Dan Man.
0: What do you think? What do I think? I think punch the bully in the face. (laughs) Punch the bully in the face. Warren, I am a long time, long time martial artist. Right before I got on the show with you, I just got done teaching some incredible group of kids. Punch the bully in the face. Stand up for yourself. But otherwise, no, it's it's Kyrie Sane. It's Kyrie Sane developing that killer instinct. We've seen these two lock up in the tournament finale, the inaugural Mae Young Classic. Great match. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Shayna Baszler's development, not just as a professional wrestler, adapting the MMA style in her own unique way, but also the, the character development. If you don't hate Shayna Baszler or if you love to hate her for all the right reasons – then that's, that's just justifying how far she's come transitioning from sport to sport. And I'm not saying I'm not impressed with it, but I am saying as a martial artist and somebody who stands up for a healthy self-esteem, punch the bully in the <laughs> face. Punch her in the face. <laughs> Find that killer, Kyrie. We, fa- we saw it on NXT this past week. There. Did you see the look on Kyrie Sane's face this week?
1: But who's the bully? Kyrie lifted Aaliyah off of a pit. She broke up a three count. Now that's a, that's a dick
0: move.
1: That's a bully
0: move. Shayna was calling out the killer instinct of the pirate princess. Not every pirate smiles and carries around the wheel war. And some people, no. they, they shove them off boats and blunderbuss them in the guts. And <laughs> I, I guess the, Kyrie's, the Kyrie insane elbow might hurt almost as much as a blunderbuss does.
1: I, to to be probably, to be perfectly frank, I, uh, like, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm stretching it out a bit. Maybe I'm, you know, exaggerating a little, you know, talking about who's the bully. We know who the bully is. That's fine. I love that segment.
0: Probably probably is excellent, though. I I think it was, I think it was very well, very well said, especially amongst the finding killer Kyrie. Killer Kyrie is out. The Japanese strong was here to play that's in her background. we know it's there.
1: and we know it's there. that's it if if you're familiar with her past work, you know that you know it's there. and it was fantastic to see. it was fantastic to see because you know that most of the NXT universe hadn't necessarily been introduced to Kyrie's uh, vicious side. and it was so good because she hit all of her signature offense she hit the sliding d she hit the interceptor uh uh, uh spear she did the, the 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 insane elbow uh tres trois trifecta. Fois, the trifecta, trifecta and then finished into her new uh anchor finisher which looked particularly vicious she menacing
0: is it was Bray Wyatt esque. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. So it was so good.
1: I you know, I think that all we can really expect from this match is a really good match. I don't know what else to say. I mean
0: it'll be a good It's it's gonna be it's gonna be the series of three rubber match, the inaugural May Young Classic Finals. Shayna Baszler does have a victory over the Pirate Princess on NXT television. This is where it all comes down, Warren. There's a whole lot on the line in this matchup, too, because at WWE Evolution, the NXT Women's Championship will be up for grabs. One of the two finalists from the first ever Mae Young Classic Championship fighting for the NXT Women's title is big enough, but the winner and representative from this goes on to the first ever WWE All-Women's Pay-Per-View.
1: It's a hell of a narrative.
0: That's, that's huge. It's a hell of a narrative. Who you got? Who do I got? I got, uh, I think the winds of change in the sales of NXT are going to flow. I'm going to go with the Pirate Princess on this one. I think that at least one of the NXT championship matches is going to have a happy ending. And I think Kairi Shane is going to find, I think she's going to find her victory here.
1: I got Shayna. I think Shayna goes into evolution as the champ. Wait. Disagree. Let's, let's do it I th- I think Shayna goes into evolution as the champ I think it makes perfect perfect sense and will it be a rematch will it be will will Candace be ready that's what I'm interested in seeing after this what will be what will be the this the, the, the succession of this match but for Shayna to come in and imagine just uh, it's see I, I have a tendency to think in WWE narrative right? So, right. the, you're you, and you hit the nail on the head. Just to have, like, on one hand, at Evolution, at the Evolution pay per view, you're going to have the finals of the uh, of the May Young Classic. You're, you're right. going to inevitably have one of the two inaugural May Young Classic women, one of the two finalists, be there as champion. That's a hell of a narrative in and about itself. But imagine. Shayna Baszler, former MMA woman, coming in as champion, and Rousey coming in as champion, which is something I'm expecting. But we're talking main. But I think that could also be part of the narrative. And are they going to start pushing forward this idea that they've been, man, talking about for it feels like eons now for the four women, the four horsewomen of MMA versus the four women of I I don't know, but. I think these are narratives that WWE is very keen on. That's what I'm I thinking. mean. We could
0: spell, we could spell out women's wrestling and the development of it right now. It's it's so so huge right now with the announcement of Evolution, the upcoming May Young Classic finals. You mm-hmm. it's all that right on the head. It's exciting, exciting times. But I could see. I mean, I like to think in the future. Also, I could see it going either direction with these with these women. Rousey and Baszler both walking in with championship golds would be excellent. I could see it happening, but also a new opportunity for perhaps who I think is the fastest rising heel in the NXT women's division right now. I could kind of see Bianca Belair stepping up to a defending champion, Kyrie Saint. You're... I could see that playing. I could see that playing out as well. And... They both have big personalities in the Pirate Princess and the EST. It's kind of a clash of. Clash of Egos there as well. Um, there's there's a whole lot to look forward to in the women's talent up and down the brands, no matter how you spell it. Mae Young Classic One finals rematch for the NXT Women's Championship is bound to be another special matchup for an NXT Brooklyn Women's Championship matches. We know of its history. Bayley gets two of them against Sasha Banks and Asuka. And then we had a last year, which I perceive as a very underrated matchup, Mr. Hayes, in Ember Moon versus Asuka.
1: No, I don't consider so, it I th- underrated. I, it was, I thought it was fantastic.
0: This match, this match joins a very lucrative list in uh, in those regards.
1: That was that was Oscar's last match,
0: right? It was Oscar's last match in NXT. She took the Eclipse f- and then shipped the collarbone, and uh, that was we fa- saw her on- It was fantastic. Whoa. One of my
1: first articles that I wrote on Fansided DDT was Oscar's top five matches. I wrote an article leading up to her uh, to her main roster debut. I put that match on the list. It was fantastic. It's Good not. Under, I don't think it's underrated. I think it's one of her best. I want to. I want to see Oscar and Ember Moon go out it again. Anyway, we're getting off track. <laughs> we're getting off. Track. You talk but, about
0: all the talk about all the NXT Women's Champion greats. Let's talk about two current NXT Championship contender greats. I'm talking about the formerly known as DIY. You know the saga. You know the story. No. It's Johnny Gargano. Who? It's Johnny freaking wrestling. What? Versus the psycho killer, the Sicilian psychopath, the defending NXT champion. It still hurts in my soul to say Tommaso Champion.
1: It still doesn't work.
0: Tommy Entertainment, the finest sports entertainer in all the world, if you ask him and maybe a few select other people. (laughs) That facial expression kind of sells it all. See, this is why
1: if you're listening to the podcast then you have to turn over to my youtube channel and you have to see me do the, pull the faces i'm pulling right now
0: <laughs> you got gotta see the look of i guess shock and disgust with a little bit of little bit of comedic comedic stroke I'd 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 say come and come from mr. Hayes on the video side of things I can't wait for this thing to be up on youtube <laughs> but the, the d i y saga. This story that's been told from Chicago to Chicago to Chicago to New Orleans, from New Orleans to Brooklyn, back where DIY began. Mm-hmm. I saw Tommaso Champa hand out that very DIY t-shirt to Johnny Gargano, and now I saw it thrown from Zelina Vega back at Johnny Gargano, and now we're seeing it all clash together in a one-on-one matchup for TakeOver Brooklyn 4, and not just a one-on-one matchup, who will be the last man standing? Who is going to really put the hurt on each other? I can't think of any spots they haven't done with their two former no-DQ scenarios. The unsanctioned matchup, which the violence was very parallel to another unsanctioned matchup that I was fortunate enough to witness in HBK versus Triple H. Absolutely bloody and brilliant there. And there's Chicago street fight where you thought it was all going to boil down mm-hmm. where you thought it was all going to come for a circle. And Johnny was going to get his full on redemption against his former DIY brother. Tommaso Ciampa, not just walking away with the victory in Chicago, but walking away because of Johnny Gargano with this NXT title. Warren, it's been a bumpy and wild ride and it's all led us here. What are your thoughts?
1: First, by the way, let, before we get into the thoughts, um Harry wrestling fan on Twitter follow him he's awesome. He pointed something okay. out very interesting today. This is the first match first nXT championship match since that will be defended by two Americans since two thousand thirteen. The last time two Americans wrestled for the NXT championship were Bo Dallas versus Biggie in two thousand thirteen. Can wow. you believe that? And when you think about it, you're like, yeah.
0: Total sense. Yeah, that absolutely was the last time. Isn't that, doesn't that, think it think blew great, my mind? You think of these great NXT champions, and immediately it comes down to, I mean, I'm rocking.
1: There, there you go. I mean, see? You got Shinsuke, if, you got Joe, Joe, okay, but Shinsuke, and then you think Finn, Sammy, uh, Kevin, uh, 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 Bobby Roode, he's Canadian as well, Drew. Roof. Andrade uh
0: Alister none <laughs> of them well none of them are, well, not, none says, of them are American. Well, I mean think about it. he's he's earned himself a follow that's that's for damn sure hmm. shout out Harry shout out for that man, one.
1: man he is he's awesome uh you have to follow him Hi, if you do, and for all of you listening it's at harry wrestling fan uh on twitter just go ahead and follow him. All his content is gold, and he's a big, big, big New Japan guy as well. So if you're not into New Japan, he's a he's a great guy to sort of ease your way into it as well. It's fantastic. Anyway, into uh, what are my thoughts about this match? First and foremost, I can't. I still have trouble getting over that Alistair's not going to be involved. I thought that it was a fantastic, fantastic way to. Keep the keep the Gargano Champa story fresh, tossing Alistair into the mix. You're like, whoa, okay, uh, third wheel. Let's see how this plays out. This is interesting. It added another dimension, and I and I was especially happy on another level for Alister uh, as well because you know Alistair hasn't been in a in a uh, for his entire run as champion, as short as it was. He was never in a main event at uh he wasn't he was never in a takeover main event. Understandably so. Who the hell is going to overcome Gargano Champa? It's it's the biggest thing not just in NXT, in WWE. It is huge. There's nothing on top of that, not even the title. So I thought this was an interesting way to get Alister in, into the main event mix, which is important for his uh, uh for his uh, shine, I guess you you'd say for for his eventual main main roster call up. You know, you want him to have his main event credentials behind him as well. That's fine. But if I'm able to move this aside and say, okay, look, Warren, never you mind. Alistair's not in; he's not involved. Just get over it and get on with your life. Look, we're we're in for we're in for something that should be should frighten us. <laughs> we should all be scared for both these guys because as you said I don't know what they're going to do to each other. You, let, you like just you, don't No, exactly. What and haven't, then, what have not they done? Exactly. They've they've you feel like they've done it they tore the ring apart last time. What are they going to do? Are they going to start going kodabushi on us and start jumping off shit? You know, it's like that What's what's next
0: for for these guys? Then again, I don't know how go of, you know, Mac may have inspired Johnny Gargano, especially this bloodthirsty Johnny Gargano who doesn't recognize Johnny Wrestling anymore. Warren, you mentioned the stat about two Americans colliding for this championship. Let me speak on behalf. Just like an interaction between two Americans, it's going to be so unnecessarily violent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. There's going to be no control laws on whatever these guys are going to do to each other with whatever weapons available in the Barclays Center. I don't know what am I traveling to before this match to spite each other with, but it's it's going to be something. It's going to be my favorite word for a takeover is a spectacle, and this match in and of itself can steal an entire weekend. I'm sad just as much as you are about the Alice to Black situation. Great point. Another catalyst to throw in there. I was looking at it, and I was really looking forward to throwing this plug in on this very show. You had the chaotic good in Johnny Gargano. (laughs) You had this chaotic evil in Tommaso Ciampa. We have the chaotic, unpredictable neutrality in what Aleister Black is thinking. This man is not truly good. This man is not truly evil. He's dealing with what was perceived as two ultimate extremes on either side – On either side of him, it it was such a beautifully told story. Aleister Black fighting for that championship one more time before presumably getting called up to a SummerSlam post-show. I'm hoping to see him on Raw because I do want to see Aleister Black versus Drew McIntyre at some point.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: might just be my own selfish little claim here but he's going to be able to hang no matter where he was he already has his main roster experience i'm not sure if you knew this but he's had a couple matches to pencil on the kurt hawkins losing streak on shows as main event and superstars
1: really alistair black
0: yeah alistair black has defeated kurt hawkins in main roster action before he's on that that's hilarious losing streaks so yeah just just a little fun fact they've definitely been prepping alistair black for the big time, for quite some time.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. I'm just terrified. I'm terrified. I'm not. I don't even see it. Like I don't get joy out of my NXT guys and gals heading up anymore. I just I, I sit there with with bated breath. I hold yeah, and just wonder. You know, I, my default, and it sucks. But my, de- you know, my default because I I consider myself an overall positive guy, and I like to talk about positive things over any. Uh, a, 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 any, a, you know, depressing there's or, enough or,
0: or yeah, there's enough negativity podcasts out there. Yeah, exactly. We could sit here, we could, here, we could do our own wrapping all the products of what could have been with NXT superstars. But this is why I talk about the NXT currents. This is yeah. why I review NXT. This is why I talk about the present and have high hopes for their undisputed futures. But this brand is where it is. This brand is where the good storyline is going to be. This is where they're going to shine. This is as far and as elevated as the Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano rivalry is going to get. And it kind of hurts both of us to say that. I'm not sure what the end results may be. Do they go another saga? If I could predict that, then I would say Tommaso Ciampa walks out with the championship in Brooklyn. All of my negativity, all of my sick to the stomach thoughts (laughs) that this prediction could have given me. (laughs) If I could see them going another match, and I definitely could, I think Tommaso Ciampa walks out with the title, but I want this on the record. I want this wholeheartedly. Johnny Gargano becoming NXT champion right in front of my eyes would be one of the most markout moments for me as a fan. I mentioned it on the show, but I'm not sure if I mentioned it to you, but Revival versus Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa for those NXT tag team titles, the moments where Johnny was locked in that knee bar, it, it made me say, who can I talk about this match with?
1: <laughs> we need
0: an NXT podcast out there. Mm-hmm. I need more fans to discuss this amazing wrestling with. And that was really its advent, man. Sitting there in the Barclays Center, watching Johnny Gargano and mm-hmm. DIY go against the Revival, it changed my life. So getting the opportunity to see these two guys go head-to-head in the first ever last-man-standing match for the NXT title – Unbelievable. I'm happy with whoever wins. I could see it going either way, but my head is with Tommaso Ciampa, but my heart is with the rebel heart of Johnny Gargano. Well, you
1: see, this is this has sort of become my line, you know. Uh, I, um, you know, my, you know, uh, you know, I go with my heart, but I book with my brain. That's kind of what I've been saying recently, and I'm in the exact same position. I really wish. Johnny Gargano is would would come out victorious here, walk away NXT champion. I think it's more than deserved. I think he, he uh, I think it's something that should be on his resume. But man, I have to go with my brain and Tommaso Ciampa's reign as champion is way too delicious to just end so soon. You just can't. You just really, really can't. There are too many possibilities. I mean, There's too much fantastic stuff. And let's be honest, he is look. I hate doing these kind of pitches, these kind of uh these, these kind of call the uh, calls. But if right. he loses, if if Ciampa loses on Saturday, I think he shows up on Raw on Monday. There what are you gonna keep Tommaso Ciampa in NXT after? I think he goes up. And he says, "I was done with that place, bunch of juniors. It's time for uh, Tommy, uh, what is uh, Tommy Sports Entertainment. Oh,
0: yes, <laughs>
1: Tommy Sports Entertainment to come and shine
0: among us. <laughs> it's
1: time for for me to come shine on the main stage where I belong with the other great sports entertainers. Because I, I, what do you do with Champa after? Like I don't even know what kind of legs their feud has. But here's the thing." And this is important. And I'm going to talk about one thing. And I'm going to segue back into one. Look at what NXT Creative did with the shattering news of Alistair Black's injury. They flipped it around and they kayfabed it. Created a whodunit storyline. Which is supposed to lead into Alistair Black's uh, uh, return from injury. That, my friend if you pardon my French, is taking motherfucking lemons and making motherfucking lemonade out of it. Right. And I have 100% complete faith in NXT creative to, to give me something compelling just because – and this is proof again. What they did with Black is proof once again – of how great they were able to spin this into something that is probably equally compelling as Alistair being in the match with the with the the former DIY guys. So whatever happens with Champa and Gargano, I'm sitting here and I'm like,
0: well,
1: well Champa wins what do you do with them in NXT? like I don't I wouldn't know what to do with them. But you know what? I'm ready to let myself be surprised, pleasantly surprised. Whatever they decide to do, I'm sure as hell going to be on board with it because
0: they've never really let me down. I can't think of anything associating this rivalry with disappointment. It just doesn't happen. Didn't is it? this the last? Is this the last battle in the war? Is really what we have to ask ourselves here. This to Black scenario was a complete monkey wrench, not just to the viewers, but obviously to the creative team. They ran with this thing. It's a whole who done it, like you said. It's an episode of The Simpsons. If you've seen it, uh, who shot Mister Burns? It's who shot Mister Burns. Gone NXT. And they, it's the, it's, they Louis, got, Louis, it's Louis Cartman's dead, exactly. gone NXT. They got the entire,
1: or at least like 90% of the locker room involved. They got the, guys who
0: Exist yet. They have, they have a team that, if you, if you go back and I could do another self plug for that Sawyer Fulton interview, the Wesley Blake, Steve Cutler, I and know, Adelaide, now known as Jackson Riker is a trifecta worth looking for on the NXT live circuit. Those guys got involved. Could this be a major debut for them? Could it be Velveteen Dream reliving his rivalry with Aleister Black? Could it be Lars Sullivan paying back for his broken jaw? Could it be your prediction, my friend, because I pay attention? Could it be Cassius Ono? It's Cassius <laughs> It's
1: Cassius Ohno. Let's talk about that in a second, though. Let's just Let's just wrap this up. So basically oh. I think we're both saying the same thing Gargano um, uh, uh, Champa wins
0: Rebel Heart, Rebel Heart says Gargano but my head says Tommaso Champa through some sick hardcore nefarious means it would not surprise me if Miss Candice Gorey were to shear her head again I don't want it to happen I want to see her as a competitive in-ring performer I think she's done it with her role in the story and she's made that clear oh, yeah. but something is going to, something can possibly cloud Johnny's judgment I, I don't know.
1: She, she took her – they, they, wrote, they wrote her out of the angle. They wrote her out of the angle. She said it. You know, I'm letting Johnny do his own thing.
0: Are, are, juice?
1: Are they going to pull out the juice? What do you
0: think? Who knows? Uh, you have – there's just blood, so I mean, you know, much blood. that can be done. Yeah. The, crimson, the bearing of the crimson mask for exactly. either one or both of these guys is entirely in the wheelhouse. Last man standing. What haven't these guys done to each other already? Is the major question going around in my I think,
1: mind. I think the only thing is bleed on each other. I think that's all that's left to do. I think that,
0: really. that, that, that's it. I can't. I can't wait. Do you I final wait? thoughts.
1: Uh, I think we're both expecting a really interesting show. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it. I think it's going to be fantastic.
0: Hundred uh, percent. I think we I think we not only see some incredible matchups, Warren, but I think we see as tends to be a spotlight in I think we see a shining debut in the audience. And uh, riddle me this. Who do you the think it's gonna be? Oh <laughs> Bravo <laughs> I, I I'm expecting plenty of that from Moro Ronaldo in the future. So I figured I'd jump on first. <laughs> just get a jump
1: on him. Yeah, Matt Riddle, man. I mean, it's the worst kept secret in the business right
0: now. I think he's going to be it's the audience. Like, it was expectedly unexpected, I, I guess. I mean, you hear about guys taking themselves off of shows and appearances later on. Uh, Matt Riddle, a huge, huge name. I know uh, one recreational activity has gotten him in trouble with promoters in the past, and I'm not saying anything about myself being for or against it. But uh, Matt
1: I'm Riddle, Canadian. as long as he,
0: stays, I'm Canadian, as as so it's stays, legalized everywhere. As long as he stays in trouble, as long as he stays out of getting in tr- oh, yeah, trouble, no. that'll be fine. Yeah, as long as that. As long as Matt Riddle finds himself out of trouble and just settles with the fine or whatever WWE is doing for that, his in-ring work and his character work should not take away from what he enjoys to do on his personal time. Matt Riddle can be a huge name in this company if nothing else affects him. He should not just be a post-trophy from the independent scene that WWE just signs so he isn't anywhere else. I can see big things from Matt Riddle. I really hope they go in the direction I foresee them.
1: But, I, you know, there's one thing we do have to kind of keep in mind is that um, WWE is going out and signing game changers. They are looking to sign wrestlers who could potentially tip the scales in the favor of other promotions. Uh, We've been told that um, uh, Kenny Omega and the young bucks are priorities. Doesn't mean they're going to sign them, but they're priorities. I think Matt Riddle falls in this category as well. And we're going to, uh, you know, there's rumors that Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix, they're they're uh, erasing some dates from October that they had. Their status with impact is uncertain.
0: I, you might actually I see I didn't bring that up. I'm how, uh, how close they were to moving to the other side of Florida or away from Lucha Underground. But those are two debuts I would not mind seeing at all. No. Phoenix is one of my favorites in Lucha Underground.
1: Oh, he'd be fantastic. He'd be fantastic. And he would fit Right in in the new 205 Live, but anyway, as it stands, Matt Riddle. I think, like, you know, I think it's one of the worst kept secrets in the business right now. Like I said, he'll probably be in the audience, he'll give a nice big bro smile and a wave, and it'll be awesome. And everyone's going to mark out, it's going to be great. Um, I'm actually looking forward and hoping that Stokely Hathaway might pop up as well. He lost a um, like, he's a manager. Uh, on the independent circuit probably one of the best talkers on the indie scene he's fantastic he's a guy that could he can he he can talk in his way into anything he can make you believe anything he's one of these guys that uh you stick him with any wrestler the wrestler goes over for sure so that's you know we haven't heard anything about being WWE bound, but we do know that he met with WWE officials in New Orleans and he left a really good impression. He recently, or one of his wrestlers, and uh, the context escapes me, and I apologize, but his one of his wrestlers lost a loser Leafs town match, so he's out of the Indies. He's he's not taking any more dates. Will he be seated in Brooklyn? That'd be pretty awesome. I would actually like to see him paired up with the mighty because I think the mighty have a lot of upside, but th- their downside is their natural charisma and limited promo work, which which I think are uh, weaknesses for them. But you, you give them a mouthpiece like Hathaway, holy crap, man! Uh, it'll be a whole new it'll it'll be a Zelina Vega taking over on and- Andrade Cianalmas' career. It'll be the same kind of takeoff for sure.
0: Stokely Hathaway, I know uh, I know one of his big bugs is managing a dream team, so him as a tag team manager would not be too far off. I could definitely see him being a mouthpiece for the Mighty. If I could just go on a quick thought about the Mighty, I could see them having a similar parallel to the Blake and Murphy factor in another Mae Young Classic competitor of Raya Ripley. I think Raya Ripley's adapting a new heel personality. I could see her coming in and being an X-Factor and just kind of changing the way people perceive the mighty at the moment. But Stokely Hathaway, definitely a talent to watch. Not enough managerial talents on NXT television, in my humble opinion, especially with whatever they did to the legendary Paul Ellering, but I'm definitely going to drift away from that subject before I get angry. Matt Riddle, Stokely Hathaway, who? Do, who I don't know if there's anybody else worth seeing, but Matt Riddle has definitely got the hype train, and he's uh, he's conducting it right now.
1: Vince McMahon hates managers. That's what happened. He just—he hates managers. It's so wrong. It's too wrestling. Put Stokely Hathaway with the authors of pain on Raw, and you fixed everything instantly. Boom, bingo. We're good.
0: Anyway, we're gonna uh, try and wrap this up. We're, I don't we're know. going. Were, a, team a, team we're going a little. Team What's that? We we can talk we can talk NXT alumni too. They were deemed as Paul Ellering's weapons of destruction, and now they're just Albanian guys in body armor. But let's drift away from the negative What's on the main roster. No. Let's, let's 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 talk the beauty that's going to be NXT Takeover. 4, Warren, I could tell you for a fact that the the camera work and the reception on television. It does not do the Barclays Center justice some nights, and NXT TakeOver Brooklyn is one of those nights. There's something special in the atmosphere. When Triple H first introduced the concept of a TakeOver that did not take place in Full Sail University, you could feel the landscape of pro wrestling shift. And you take what NXT used to be in the game show scenario and you change it into this professional wrestling evolution, no pun intended from what we were past talking about with Shayna and Kyrie, but this whole change that is NXT and being able to witness it as often as I can, it's, it's an absolute privilege for me as a fan. And getting to discuss it with you is definitely a high point in, in this week. What a, what a great time. I can't wait to hear your exclusive thoughts post-show. And uh, it's, it's just been really fun working with you, pal. It was,
1: it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad you decided to, uh, to, accept, the, to accept the invitation and do this. This was, this was a lot of fun. It's, yeah. it's not easy to do a solo podcast. No, it's not. Danny, remind us one last time, where the hell can we find you on social media and the internets?
0: Mr. Warren Hayes and all you new members of hashtag Team NXT, derives from a Survivor Series joke that I thought there was going to be an invasion angle coming about. Hashtag Team NXT. You can search that on Twitter. You can find all my thoughts there. But at podcast underscore UF, is the Twitter. You'll find my primary source of any social media. You'll find my main roster live coverage on there as well. At podcast underscore UF is the Twitter at undisputed future podcast. All one word is the Instagram and uh, you'll find pictures of, of live events. I've been to, you'll see pictures of my dog, which everybody seems to enjoy. So check out the pictures on the Instagram as well find me on all your favorite podcasting platforms though here's the important stuff my rss feed is hosted on soundcloud so that's the that's the form i end up plugging the most but i'm also on itunes i'm on google play i'm on stitcher i'm on castbox.fm i didn't know i was ca- on castbox.fm until you brought it up to me my friend so thank you very much for that extra little plug i could add to the social media rundown i'm on all those third-party sites that might deprive things from that might derive things rather from iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play and all that good stuff there. But use the hashtag Team NXT to find your primary source. Check out the Teespring campaigns for any Team NXT UFP merchandise. Ten percent of my proceeds always go to St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital as well. So it's always a good cause attached with a shirt. But Warren where can my listeners find you? We know you're on the YouTube's. You know you're putting out some of the great video content, yeah. like your Becky Lynch and Charlotte rivalry breakdown, which was excellent. You could find Raw and SmackDown reviews. What is the URL? What's all this information we need?
1: No, I I I, I, I live a private life. I you know I sort of keep to myself. Uh, you know it's me, you know, and uh, my imaginary family. I talk about you know my fiance, but she doesn't really exist. She's a broom. <laughs> Moppy! That's where Moppy's in. That's where Moppy is. You can find Canada. me. You can find me at folks, you know, who are watching this right now on, on the YouTube. You already know where to find me. To all of Danny's listeners, you find me at tinyurl.com slash mister. That's M R. mr mister Warren Hayes. That's my YouTube channel, my personal YouTube channel where I put all this stuff that I make, including this video here. You should go check it out so that you can see the incredible faces that I pull and the, a, the unique drawing of Danny that I made as he was plugging his stuff right here on my whiteboard. Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a talent. You can also find me on uh Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. I also do lots of stuff over on fightful.com, FightfulSelect.com, fightful's subscription service. If you join up for the subscription service, you get to listen to my weekly 205 Live NXT podcast. I do it every week right live. I do it live for subscribers. Right after NXT. I also do monthly retro reviews with uh, managing editor Sean Ross Sapp. Those are always fun. We've got one lined up for SummerSlam 1992. So I'm really looking forward to see how that one turned out. It was a lot of fun to do. And man, I am just crazy, crazy busy. So if you want to keep up with everything that has to do with me, just find me on Twitter, Mr. Warren Hayes.
0: That's how it works. That's Warren like Buffett and Hayes like Michael. It's been a pleasure, my friends. We have to do this again soon. Maybe not just takeover events. Maybe one week we'll just kind of post NXT, shoot the shit, see what happens. Po-
1: There's the name of the show. Post NXT, shoot the shit. And I'm like that's it. it. Let's brand it. Let's put a trademark on that. Guys, like that. Danny, it was Undisputed. a pleasure. Thank you so much. And to everyone listening here on, on YouTube and on SoundCloud or wherever you listen to Undisputed Future, Thank you very much for tuning in, and we will see you next time.
0: Have a great weekend.